1: And I believe that that's really why you're here Christ died for us
0: History Makers
1: Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today my guest is Ian Cook from Atmosphere Pictures He's a TV producer, film director, you name it he's done it How you doing mate?
0: I'm good, good mate, how are you?
1: Very good now, you and I have worked together on a few projects over the years with the uh, National Day of Prayer and Fasting, mm-hmm. uh, making some documentaries, and mm-hmm. uh, I've certainly uh, loved learning uh, about uh, what you do. Uh, let's find out, uh, the man behind the camera, uh, tell us a little bit about where you were born and raised.
0: I was born in the UK and raised there, um, born in Norfolk and grew up in Newcastle on Tyne. Mm-hmm. And did you have a religious upbringing? or Uh, very complicated. I was dragged to church every Sunday, but at the age of 16, I completely rebelled and and actually went into a world where I hated Christians. Really? And I understand you were a DJ for a while, weren't you? Yes. Um, What I did is when I left school, I worked on the land and um, that took me to a place just outside of London. And I used to do this mobile disco on the weekends and some agent from London liked what I was doing and pick me up to 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 start booking me on weekends in clubs, so I actually end up working in clubs in london I, I i don't know whether I want to go into the, some of the things that happened there, yeah, yeah, um, but they were pretty wild okay. um experiences and um you know i you know I'm thankful that the Lord's taken me out of that, but um yeah that was for about six or nine months and and I could have stayed in that. But instead I went to agricultural college. Now, don't ask me why that happened. Why did that I, happen?
1: Oh, sorry, you told me that sorry. Oh uh, well <laughs> well okay, okay. Well,
0: you know one of the things about my father did is is always put in a sense of duty in my in my life and so I'd committed to go to college and the money I was being offered to, to be a DJ was huge. But because I'd made that commitment, I stuck to that commitment. And I'm thankful I did because you know what? Unless something had happened, probably by the age of twenty five I would have been Dead from an overdose, mm, okay. something like that. Working in that environment, that world, then we're talking about seventy-eight, seventy-nine, somewhere around that time, nineteen seventy-nine. That is, yeah, now I'm giving my age away, <laughs> and and it was pretty wild. You know, I don't want to go into the details of what what happened, but there was drugs, alcohol, women, all of those sorts of things in my life. And how did you come to know Jesus? Well, I went to ag college as I promised, and actually run the college disco for a year. Funnily enough. And, you know, I heard about this scholarship to come to Australia while I was there, and so I applied for it, and it was a national scholarship, and that's how I ended up coming here into Australia in 1980 it was. In August 1980, I arrived and sort of worked on the land and and went to college, and I felt very empty. I felt very alone. I felt very – I was on my own here. I felt very victimized at college because I was a pommy, and they didn't like Pommies much, these boys from the from the land. And there was a, a strong alcohol culture at the college, um, so I was drinking a lot. And um, But I felt like there was just an emptiness in my life. Then there was this bloke in the room next door to me, and he always seemed to be happy. And I, I used to think, what has this guy got? <laughs> Grenville his name, I think it was. What has he got? What is it? Why is he always so happy? Nothing seems to faze him. What is it? And we just, he just, you know, he loved me. He didn't care about who I was. He was just a friend. He, he loved me. He talked to me. He said, shared things with me. You know, we we had conversation, even though I don't know whether, whether I was too sober at the time. But, you know, and I was really seeking, obviously seeking something or other. And uh, he um one day he invited me to come to this ca- coffee shop, and I thought, oh, you know, I've got a problem with alcohol. I need to do something about it. Luckily, it wasn't a long-term problem, so I think there was hope. Mm. Um, so I said, I'll go along, thinking it was some sort of cafe, coffee place, you know. Anyway, I hated church. I hated Christians because of my upbringing, and I won't go into the, uh, That's another story. It mm. could take a while. Um, I just saw hypocrisy in, in my own, you know, within that whole thing. Yeah. Um, And so I'd built my life around this vision of who I was and what I was and that I could drink and do drugs and sleep with women and and whatever else it was to and still be successful and still go to heaven sort of thing, you know, because I didn't really know, even though I'd been taught Bible stories as a kid. And uh, anyway, he stopped outside this church, church hall. It was down in Victoria. And I went, I'm not going in there. And I really did not. I said there was a pub across the road. And I, every inch of me wanted to go to the pub. But somehow I ended up in that hall. I don't know how that happened. I really don't. Somehow I ended up sitting in there. So there was a guy there who asked me about, um, you know, what I thought about life. And Grandma got me a coffee, and and we talked about the universe. But but you know, this guy, he he talked about the authority. He started talking about the Bible and the authority of the Word of God, the authority of the Bible something happened I don't know what that was something started to break down inside of me all all of my everything I'd, I'd set up for myself as my belief it was starting to crack and and so the walls had been sort of shattered and, and cracked and I went out of that they actually called me back at the end of the night and they all stood around and prayed for me and I'm just going yeah yeah sure <laughs> you know, nothing was going on and it was like you know, they're all raising their hands and you know, lovely people I, I can't say that but God was at work I went back to college and um, then he invited me to the Christian fellowship that was at the college. It was only about five or six people. And so I went along the first time and I think I was I was sort of still half cut. So, you know, a bit boozy. and But I listened and I didn't get much out of it. Anyway, he he's just invited me back a couple of weeks later and for some reason I went along again and I'm sitting at the back of the room. Nobody, you know, they are all sort of around the front there and I'm sort of sitting in the back wall and I just said... You know, I was feeling really empty. I was at a point in my life where I didn't want to live anymore. It was like a big black hole was sucking me up and I, I needed knew something had to happen. And I just said this prayer. I said, God, Lord, I know about you. If you're real, if you exist, then I want to ask you into my life. And if if you show me you're real, then I'll follow you for the rest of my days. And that's had a profound effect because at that second, it was like a tidal wave of warmth came through from my top of my head. I can't explain it any other way, Mm. right through the right through my toes, and that emptiness was completely gone. And I was just jumping with joy. I was jumping over tables. The guys there didn't know what had happened. (laughs) I'd been sitting at the back. They were, you know. And again, it would be this minister had talked about the authority of the Bible. He'd caused me to say that prayer. God really showed me now 3 days later I could go down the pub and drink orange juice because he healed me of any alcohol issues now that's a rare thing and I'd never sort of say that will happen to alcoholics but I can actually drink uh, a glass of wine with dinner now and I'm so thankful that the Lord's healed healed me through that in that moment of time but that was his expression that was him showing his miracle to show me that he was real and a part of that so that's that's how I came came to know the Lord. And tell me about
1: your early church experiences after that. What was it like getting involved in church
0: culture after Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, it was interesting. I've always been a bit a bit of a, a bit of a renegade, but no, no, it was great. <laughs> we went to church in Victoria and then funnily enough um I went there and, and I worshipped there. Then I went back to England at the end of my course for a couple of months and visited the family and, and um that's where I met the Holy that's <laughs> I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. In the UK, yeah, in a, in a, in Surrey, and then I came back here and I got baptized in water at Dy Beach when I was when I became part of uh, Christian City Church. What was then what was it C three? I was Christian City Church.
1: Yeah, so Phil Pringle's church. Yeah, so I went to Bible College there in 1993. I went to part time
0: Bible College in eighty four.
1: Eighty four. So mm. you were there way before me. Mm. Yeah, and uh, was that uh, ministry training college that you went to, or was I it the did, Creative Arts? No,
0: well. That we actually did the founding year of creative arts oh, in 1985. Right. Wow, okay. So I did a part-time Bible college in 84 and then did the founding year of creative arts in 1985 with with Nigel Compton. I don't know whether you, I remember most Nigel, of you yeah, yeah. viewers would know about Nigel, beautiful yeah. man. And it was at C3 that my TV career started. Really? Okay. In 83, in Phil said, got up and said, we want to get into television. And my hand just leapt into the air because I'd always had a passion and a heart to be involved in mm. And and you know over the years we we learnt by default how to do TV you know it was uh, I, I have some distinct memories of of the failures that we did and and how we learnt by experience but I became their mainline cameraman for many did years you really and okay because they had JTV was the yeah TV we, show, we, we, wasn't we birthed yeah? that wow. yeah that was one of the primary Christian television cha- shows in Australia yeah. I mean apart from Gordon Moyes and, and yeah. Turnaround Australia JTV was one of the first. You know, we, we, it was, again, pioneering in that whole area of Christian television. Mm. Um, and, you know, I was there for, for many, many years at C3. And So um, in 93, when I went there, would you have been there then? I was around. You were around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd stepped down from the TV ministry, but I was still in church. I remember Roger Beard was a part of yeah, yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. No, small I, world. <laughs> I was in C3 till 2006. Okay. Because I,
1: I filmed... A children's TV series there. Mm. First time, that was my first ever, well, I'd done a little bit in Coffs Harbour when I was growing up, but I filmed it there. and I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to do more media, you know. It really mm. stirred my heart. And I love that their church had a focus on training up people mm. in radio, in TV, in film, in acting, singing, dancing. Mm.
0: Mm. Churches should embrace the arts like that, shouldn't they? But not just in the Christian world, but actually training up people to go out into the mainstream That's world. That's right. Come on. So... 88 I I thought I was good enough I did a couple of things in 87 I shot a, a TV commercial and um did a little corporate job and and that worked out pretty well mm. so I went out freelance as a cameraman in 88 and um into the industry and bought some gear and and uh you know just it's been a journey um we we well, I used to do a lot, did a lot of work for Channel 10 and, and Seven, a little bit for Seven and the ABC and a lot of corporate work during that time. Mm-hmm. And then we started a production business in the early 90s called Vision Mix and that was really mainly doing corporate work but I did a lot of um, stuff again for um, Channel 10 over those years and I, I shifted from being a cameraman to more of producing. And
1: and tell me about your work with Reinhard Bonnke. You You travelled around... In the Northern Territory, in the WA. I didn't the actually WA, yeah. travel with him, oh, but no, I yet.
0: production managed to shoot with him. Wow. What an amazing man. I did spend some time with him when he came to Sydney and we yeah. flew up to Tamworth in a chartered plane. And But he, that, that, the crew in, in the UK asked me to put this whole shoot together. So that was in 2000. And we also shot... Uh, five half-hour lifestyle programs called Greater Than Gold during the Olympics about what God was doing at the Olympics. And I think that ended up being broadcast in about 30 countries or plus. We, we know, you never know where it's going to end up, but it was all over the world. And it was really lifestyle-type TV. And it was, What we were trying to do is get out of the traditional teaching, preaching type of television and actually do stuff that, that uh, is more engaging.
1: And you were around in the early days of the Australian Christian Channel. How did you get involved there? You know,
0: there's a really interesting story, and uh, uh, I <laughs> I love Mike Jeffs, and he, he was great for the channel. Um, ACC came, God just did an amazing job. It was a friend of mine, Jeff, and myself um, knew, knew somebody who'd worked at Optus, and he invited us in for a meeting. And at the time, the Aurora Satellite Network, which was a, 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 like a satellite television, which only had the five main channels going to about 5,000 people was broadcasting out into rural Australia and they wanted to di- make a digital channel with about 30 channels with Optus. And so we just went in there and started talking to them about this you know, ch- TV channel and putting together. And, and you know, Jeff Williamson and myself had done this. We'd done this whole, he'd done this research into the Christian market here, which was you know, an inch thick and mm-hmm. all the graphs and the depth of the market. And it got to a point where they wanted a million dollars a year to run this channel. We didn't know what even what the audience was going to be on satellite TV. And, and we said, look, they said, what do we have to do to take this forward? And I just said, look, we just said we need to talk to the cable TV company, which was then separate from Optus. So we went in there and we talked to their director of programming. And he, they basically, it was a miracle. There was some miracles along the way that God did Um. And so we went in, he was interested, he saw that the preparation we'd done, you know, was really, really showed that that there was a market there and that they should be pursuing that. And as we left the building, I think one of our meetings with this director of programming at, at Optus. One of the board members was walking down the corridor and and actually asked the question. He was a, a lovely guy, a Christian man from Melbourne, representing another company, and said, "Are we ever going to do something about having a Christian channel on this?" And so, oh, here it all is. This guy handed it over and said, "Here it all is." So we worked on that for a while, and and that took about two years. Uh, Neil became involved. Remember Neil um, Elliot? Neil yeah, Elliot, yeah. yeah, he's a great mate, and I love, love 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 that man. Yeah. He became involved and, and, and then we asked, we looked at each other and said, who do we bring in? Who who should run this channel? Who should do this channel? And Mike Jeff's name came up because he, he, he is perfectly positioned. And one of the key elements is with Optus, they wanted us to keep this channel completely independent. It couldn't be attached to any church denomination or group or anything like that. So we had to keep it outside of um, any of the denomination, any of the churches. So he <laughs> he just said, he just flew down and and met us and just got right on board and and did an incredible job getting it to where it is, you know, starting it off and taking it forward and and doing the negotiations that needed to be done, providing that you know because he had the resources, he had the capability, he had the spirit, he had the the the, the con- connections within Optus and and mm-hmm. you know obviously God's plan to do that and and you know I take my hat off to him. And respect him greatly mm. for for the hard work that he did as well. You know that in making that channel a reality, it was a long, hard journey for him. And you think about the impact that Christian channels had. Of course, it's on Foxtel, and you can get it on different
1: platforms mm. these days too. Uh, you know, and and the quality has really improved. On, I've noticed over the last few years, mm. and I think we need to see more Christians actively uh, in TV filmmaking, not just Christian preacher content either, just good family. Wholesome content. We need more of that. And uh, I think uh, you're a part of that plan in Australia, and I'm really excited to uh, catch up with you. We've been chatting with Ian Cook, uh, who has uh, been working in TV and film for many years and got lots of amazing projects. Uh, If you want to find out more about some of the work he's been doing with the documentaries with the uh, National Day of Prayer, the website is nationaldayofprayer.com.au. You can find out uh, some links to some of the information there. Uh, it's been great to have you with us today. Ian, I reckon you're History Maker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, mate. It's been, been great to be here. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith based ministry and we appreciate every donation.